Hey, movie lovers. Welcome to another episode of the Does It Hold Up podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Emily. And this week we are going over the 1996's Mission Impossible. Ooh, yeah, Mission Impossible. Uh, we're doing it for a couple different reasons. The first one is because the new Mission Impossible comes out in like a month. Yeah. And I wanted to revisit it for fun because you have never seen it. Nope. I I have seen some of the older, like the newer ones. The oh. older, newer ones? <laughs> I know I said older, but you know, time works in certain ways. <laughs> yeah, totally. It goes forward. But yeah, so the new one comes out like July 12th, something like that. Yeah. Only reason I know it comes out mid-July, one, I'm excited for it. I really like the last couple. They've been like picking up steam. It's great. But there's like a whole big controversy right now with that movie because it comes out nine days before Oppenheimer comes out. Okay. Oppenheimer has exclusive deals to play in IMAX theaters across, or in IMAX screens across theaters. Mm. Nolan was like, I'm making it in IMAX for IMAX. Therefore, you will put it in IMAX or you will not get this movie. Wow. But I mean, that's his right. Like when he announced the movie and said, I'm doing this, he called the theaters and said, this is the deal we're making. He already made the deal. Well, Tom Cruise found out that the deal was made and was like, oh, dude, damn, I wanted IMAX screens because, you know, it costs more to see IMAX. And it's a Mission Impossible film. You'd expect it to go IMAX. Yeah. So he'll get IMAX for like the first week, but he wanted it longer. He wanted like a three week run at least of IMAX. And he's only going to get about eight days. So he's been trying to fight with Christopher Nolan about giving up IMAX screens. Nolan's not going to budge, but that's also because Oppenheimer's release date was announced, I don't know, six months before the new Mission Impossible movie. So, you know, first come, first serve, dude. You missed out. But it's just funny that he's fighting him. So now Tom Cruise has been calling theaters and saying, hey, I don't want the IMAX theater. I want your Dolby guaranteed. I want your DTX guaranteed. I want your D-Box guaranteed. Any other premium format he can get, he wants guaranteed three weeks of his movie in it, which is trying to screw Oppenheimer from being played in those other premium. Uh, I don't know, man. It's a whole big thing right now. That just seems like it's bad for everyone because I love seeing movies in Dolby. Like that is my favorite way to watch movies in a theater and to find out like I'll get either one or the other. It just stinks. Well, you're going to have to watch one of them in IMAX. Ugh. I know. It's it's like the weirdest thing. It's such a crazy story to follow. But anyway, that's completely off track from what we do here. But I just <laughs> thought it would be fun to talk about real quick. But the other reason we're doing it is because it is our one year anniversary of starting this podcast. Woo! Woo! Yay! Go us! That was so exciting. <laughs> we, we sounded so enthused for if it. If I went any more enthused, I would spike. <laughs> Yes, you would, because, you know, laugh away from the microphone. No, it's fine. So anyway, it's our one-year anniversary, and one year ago, we were going to see, or we had just seen... We were going to go see. Oh, we were going to go see the new Top Gun movie, Top Gun Maverick. Mm -hmm. But you had never seen the original Top Gun. Yes. So we were like, well, we got to watch it. And I was like, and then we should talk about it. And that's how this whole podcast started. It all started because of Top Gun, Tom Cruise's Top Gun. So I was like, you know what? For our anniversary, we should revisit Top Gun and then kind of do a Top Gun slash Top Gun Maverick hybrid episode of like, I know it's only been a year since we Top Gun Maverick came out, but is it still good? And then I was like, that's dumb. <laughs> right? Like, it wouldn't be that dumb, but at the same time, it's only been a year and we just covered Top Gun. So I don't think it's changed much in the last year. If it, if it didn't change from 1986 to now, it's not going to change in a year. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. From now on, every year... We're going to cover a new Tom Cruise movie for the anniversary of the episode of the of the podcast. Yep. 
Which one's better? Mission Impossible. It's one of his other biggest films out there, and there's a new one coming out, so it made perfect sense to cover this movie. Yes, it did. And this is the first time you're seeing this movie? Yes. First ever. Oh, I have seen, like, clips of just one aspect of this movie and nothing was it else. Was the drop? It was him hanging yeah. from the ceiling? Yeah, it was yeah. him hanging from the ceiling, because that's, like, the thing from this movie, apparently. Oh, it's, it's the thing from movies. Uh, <laughs> it's so recognizable. But we thought, okay, let's cover this because you've seen some of the newer ones mm -hmm. without even seeing where it started. Yeah. Uh, okay. God, why did I take you to see those movies if you've never seen the original? I don't know. I think you just needed someone to go with you. Maybe. Because I've seen all the movies. Yeah. And I love this movie. Or I did love this movie. I'm not 100% sure anymore. Oh, I was going to say, you can always love it and still not have it hold up. I don't know. We're going to find saying. out. Let's get right into this. Mm -hmm. uh, Mission Impossible is about a secret agent named Ethan Hunt, played by Tom Cruise, whose entire team dies when somebody betrays him. And now he has to put together a new team to steal a list of secret agents' real names to give the bad guys so he can find out who on his original team betrayed him. Yep. It's a very weird story, but it's like... All the while, he has to go outside of the system because the system thinks he's the one who did it. Yeah. They think he's the betrayer. Yeah. So he's been excommunicado. I'm going to steal a little John Wick here. But so he's out. He can't do anything anymore. So he has to put together a team of people that have been excommunicated who aren't a part of it. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what they Disavowed. Disavowed. So yeah, he has to put together this whole team and then they got to pull off this crazy cool heist. Yeah. But like it's a mystery all at the same time. It's not just a heist movie. It's like a heist mystery, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. I love when genres mix like that. But let's talk about Mission Impossible box office. This movie came out May 21st, 1996, and it had a budget of about $80 million. It's a lot of money for 1996. Yeah. Domestically, it took an $180,981,886, though. That's huge. I think it's had some re-releases in there as well, Probably. if I remember correctly. So that might have not been everything it made that year, but close enough. Total worldwide, it made $458 million, so another like $300 million overseas yeah adjusted for 2022 box office 375 million four hundred and seventy five thousand nine hundred and ninety four dollars that's a nice haul meaning this movie would have made money regardless when yeah. it came out 1996 it was in the top 10 where do you think it ranked four Ooh, one off it was actually number three ah uh, i was hoping it was but i was like ah. right above it was twister i love twister we're gonna cover that eventually and what it pushed one down was Nick Cage and Sean Connery and Michael Bay's The Rock. <laughs> That's a fantastic movie. We should cover that at some point. Love that movie too. 2022, adjusted for inflation. It is still in the top 10. Where do you think it ranks? Five. Man, you are just, no. <laughs> Number six. You were one off again. Uh, Number five was Jurassic World Dominion. That horrible, utter piece of shit. Yeah, we don't talk about that movie. We pretend it doesn't exist. What it pushed down to number seven was Minions Rise of Gru. Thank God. We don't talk Let's about that one either. Let's push that movie down as far as we can as well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how those movies made so much freaking money, but... You know, they're dumb fun. It's good to see that Mission Impossible would have been able to at least get yeah. in there because this is a better movie than either one of those movies could ever imagine being. Yeah. All right. Give me, hit me with some stuff. What do you got? Well, it's interesting that it made that much money. The cinema score only had it in B plus. I thought it was going to be a little bit higher because, you know, it was an impossible, impossible mission. Mission impossible? Yeah. 
Impossible Mission? In, so did you, just, did yes. you just try to tell a joke? Yes. Oh, It was jokes. an impossible mission in Mission Impossible. Said what's on the tin. Get uh, it? Uh, yep. Oh, oh, jokes. I get those. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy that you say that because I bet the number or the, the grade was lower since this is based on a TV show. Mm. And everybody was probably thinking it was going to be exactly like the TV show, but they kind of took it up a notch of more of the look at the explosions and the action and stuff like that that mm. you didn't get a lot of in the in the TV show. So people probably were a little disappointed in that. Okay. And I, that could be why it changed. Yeah, I didn't know it was a TV show. Ever. Oh, well, there you go. The more you know. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rainbow across the screen. Yep. All right. What else? What do you think Roger gave it? Three stars. Right on the money. Ooh, I'm getting good at this. Yeah. I'm still mad about the two and a half stars, but that's fine. I am too. The quote I grabbed from him was, the bottom line on a film like this is Tom Cruise looks cool and holds our attention while doing neat things that we don't quite understand, doing them so quickly and with so much style that we put our questions on hold and go with the flow. When the movie is over, it turns out there wasn't anything except the flow. Our consolation, I guess, is that we had fun going with it. Nice. He was like, this is just... A dumb, fun movie. He's 100% correct. This is one of those <laughs> movies where you don't completely understand what's happening as you're watching watching it for the most part, but by the end, it kind of all makes sense, and you're just there for the ride because it's so damn exciting to watch. Yeah. So I, I, I get it. Yeah, I didn't, like, get confused. I do have some questions that we'll get through. Yeah, I don't think anybody got like, confused. Okay. It was more or less like a, ooh, why'd he do that? Ooh, what's going on there? oh my god like that kind of stuff and you just are along for the ride and any question you might have should have gotten answered by the end yeah hopefully all right you ready let's get into this you want you don't want to hear about today's critics oh yeah i forget about them because half of them are stupid all right go ahead the rotten tomato critic score has it at a 66 percent and audience has it at a 71 yeah like i said idiots <laughs> come on guys this is not a 66 percent movie like okay hold on Let's let's talk about a new movie real quick. The Little Mermaid, the yeah. remake, live action. Mm -hmm. I absolutely despise this movie. I think it was atrocious in every aspect of that word. And I can't believe people are loving it. Makes zero sense to me. Mm -hmm. It's at a 68% with critics. Yeah. How is this lower than that? Question for you. How yeah. many critics score? Of what? The Little Mermaid? Yeah, how many critics have scored it? Uh, 296. That's because only 65 has done Mission Impossible. I know, but that's still. That's you get, 65, you get, you'd still get a higher you number. You get one person who's curmudgeon-y, it takes, tanks the entire thing. And would you say 71 yeah. for audience? 94 for The Little Mermaid. Yeah, people are dumb. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, viewers out there, li viewers, listeners, you're not viewing anything. I mean, you might be viewing your phone screen. I don't know. But listeners out there, can we just... Can we not with this? Stop giving Disney money to make these terrible live actions. They haven't made a good one since 2015's Cinderella. Nope, scratch that. 2016's The Jungle Book. Because that was a really great reinterpretation and retelling of that story. Mm -hmm. But we haven't had a good one since 2016. Beauty and the Beast? Bad. The Little Mermaid? Bad. The Lion King? Didn't even watch it. Hot garbage. Never gonna watch it. Aladdin? Okay. It was fine. But it didn't need to happen. But it didn't need to happen. We already had the perfect version of that movie back in, you know, 1993, uh, two, no somewhere idea. around there. Can we just stop? Give your money to more fun things. 
Yeah. Better or things. original things. Yeah. Like Mission Impossible was in 1996, even though it was a TV show first, but this was his first movie. So kind of original and they changed enough of it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that was my little rant about how terrible the little Dear mermaid Hollywood. was. Dear Hollywood, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into this movie. First up, director Brian De Palma. You're like, I don't know who that is. You're staring at me completely blankly. Let me just go, tell you some of the movies that this guy directed. Carrie. Which one? The original Carrie. Ah. Stephen King's Carrie. From okay. Way back in the day. He directed that. He directed Scarface. He directed The Untouchables. Like, mm. he, I think, did he do? No, he didn't do Heat. Uh, he did Snake Eyes. Uh, that was after this movie, though. But, I mean, dude's just got a great list of movies that he's directed. And this one's pretty damn good, too. Yeah. Just crazy. Like This is a pretty, pretty movie. It's a very pretty movie. Yeah. They have it's, a lot of really intriguing shots. A lot of uh, their shot composition looks really good. Yeah. They really play up the whole spy aspect of, like, you, if you're paying attention, you can see these people watching from the background. People that you go back and they're like, hey, were you paying attention? Did you, did you see notice? that? Yeah. And it's like, no, you actually can see it. You're just not focusing on that right it doesn't do things like oceans 11 another heist movie where you're watching stuff happen and then they replay it a little bit and they're like did you notice these little things and it's like no because they weren't there the first time you're now specifically pointing them out which means you you're showing them but you couldn't see them in the original run through Mm -hmm. this movie's like no it was always there you could have seen it this is the exact shot we're just zooming enhancing zoom and enhance (laughs) on the part that you should have noticed exactly and i think that works really well for this movie i think he Mm -hmm. did a great job directing because i think all the cast here is also top notch they nail their freaking roles oh yeah and some of them are like obviously tom cruise like seasoned veterans and uh john voight seasoned veterans some are like i don't know maybe didn't think you were gonna be as good as you are But let's just run through this cast real quick. So Tom Cruise is Ethan Hunt. You'll know Tom Cruise from every movie ever. He makes so much stuff. But, okay. Is Tom Cruise the last... Well, I can't say that. But maybe he is. Is Tom Cruise the last movie star? The guy who will get you to go see a movie? Not because of the story. Not because of anything else. Because Tom Cruise is in the movie. No, he's not the last one. Who is? Who, Who else? Uh... Well, do you mean like the last one as in he's still doing it today? Or... Yeah, like I'm going to go see Mission Impossible because one, I, I actually do like the movies, but two, Tom Cruise is in it. I'm not the person to ask. I don't really have that kind of person where I'm like, oh, you're in it. I'm going to see it because you're in it. But there's tons of people who go and see Dwayne Johnson movies just because he's in it. Yeah, but but he sucks. Agreed. He's a terrible actor. Agreed. But and people, it... you cannot doubt that people have gone to movies just because he's in it. Hi, Mom. I know you're listening, and I know you love The Rock. Stop giving him your money. He's a terrible actor. <laughs> I know you want to see all of his movies, but stop it. Exactly. So there are other movie stars out there. He Is he like the last best one? Sure. He's the last one that I actually care about and who yeah. makes good movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting, though, because this man's been doing it since the 80s, mm-hmm. and he's still crushing it to today. And like people went and saw Mission Impossible, one, because they knew the TV show, but two, Tom Cruise was in it. And he was coming off a ton of movies like uh, Cocktails, Top Gun, Days of Thunder, Risky Business. These were big hits that he had before this movie. People are like, I got to go see what else he's doing. So as of today, do you think people are more interested in going to see his movies to see how he tops himself doing his crazy stunts? So yes and no. 
right? Because like his stunts are some of the best parts of the movie, but it's not everything because mm-hmm. the stunts only take up what five minutes of a two and a half hour runtime. And yet people are flocking to the theater anyway. You could watch that stunt performed. On, you like you could watch that video on YouTube. Somebody's going to post it and be like, oh my God, this is... Plus, news outlets are talking about it before the movie ever comes out. How is he going to top himself? This is the the thing that he's going to do. When he was dangling off a helicopter in Mission Impossible Fallout from two years ago. Mm-hmm. Three years ago? Jesus. I don't know what year it is. But when he was doing that, it was on the news. They were showing video of it on the news. Like, it happening. And they were showing clips. And, they, and people still flocked to the theater to see it. That movie okay. still made a bunch of money. So, yes, I think that's part of the draw. But I think people are just really invested in Tom Cruise and especially Ethan Hunt as well. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. So John Voight plays Jim Phelps. He's the bad guy yeah. in this. He like always plays a good bad guy. Yeah, he's got that face. He's got bad guy face. But also bad guy voice. Oh, yeah. Like you want to like him, but you know he's going to stab you in the back. Which is why it's really weird. So we covered Lara Croft Tomb Raider like two months ago, mm-hmm. a month and a half ago. And he is the dad in that mm-hmm. who's the good guy. And I, I watched it and I was like, you're not a good guy, though. Like, when, when's, the, when's the when's the mic going to drop and you're going to turn out to be the bad guy? I mean, he's the bad guy because he didn't come back. There you go. Well, he died, but yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. John Voight, he's great. <laughs> he's been in a ton of stuff. Nothing you would know. But... Really? I know him, though. Yeah, you know him from, like, I'm talking about stuff before he did oh, this movie. Oh, okay, yeah. I only ever talk about what they did before this movie. Uh, he was in Heat, Coming Home, Deliverance. I'm sure you've heard of Deliverance, but you've probably never seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in a lot of stuff. Then we got Cry Krieger, who's played by Jean Reno. Love him. Oh, yeah? What yeah. have you seen him in? Godzilla. <laughs> After this movie. Yeah. 1998's but, Godzilla? Yeah. Yeah. I love him in that movie, and I love him in this movie. Yeah, he he's always great. Um, other people might know him as Leon from Leon the Professional, a hitman. Mm. Um, if you love him, go check that movie out. The movie is, oh, chef's kiss. It's so freaking good. Now I'm going to have to. Then we have the last one I kind of want to bring. Oh, I got two more that I want to bring up. Uh, Ving Rhames plays Luther. Mm, uh, yep. People might know him from Pulp Fiction. Came out, I believe, the same year as this movie, but before this movie. I do, well, I, I've never seen that one either, mostly because I think it's going to be too violent. It's uh, very violent, yes. Yes, that's why I've avoided it. <laughs> but I recognize his face and I have no idea from where. What do you mean? You like literally like I know that guy, but I just can't yeah. place him. Yeah. All right, let's let's take a look. So probably from something newer, right? Oh yeah. Well, he's been in other Mission Impossible movies. Okay, well that would probably <laughs> do it. That was actually one of my questions. He made an appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. He played okay. Charlie Twenty Seven. I don't. Know, I have no idea who no that idea is. No idea what that is. Um, let's see what else has he been in. Mafia won't back down. Soldiers of Fortune. Piranha Three D. Nope. All right, well, then I can't help you. And you probably only know him from the newer Mission Impossible movies. He always pops in for a couple minutes to, like, help him with something. And the last one I want to talk about is uh, Claire, played by Emmanuelle Burt, or Biart. Not real sure how to pronounce her name. She's the bad girl who is lying to Ethan Hunt the entire time. And I'm sorry, but good God, she looks so familiar. Every time I watch this movie, I'm just like, who are you? And I know her name, <laughs> but at the end of the day, she always reminds me of the chick from like me before you. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. About the chick who's helping the dude in the wheelchair. Is that Amelia Clark? Is it Amelia Clark in that one? I I'm pretty sure. You know, I think, think it, no. So? Yes. 
Yes, you are right. It yeah. is Amelia Clark. She looks so much like Amelia Clark. All right, guys out there listening right now, do yourselves a favor. Google Emmanuel Burt, B-E-A-R-T, and then Google, what's her name? Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark, and look at their pictures. They are identical twins, and yet they are like 30 years apart. Mm-hmm. It is insane. Now, if Emmanuel Burt would have existed 80 years ago and had passed away before Amelia Clark was born, I would have been like, damn, reincarnation is real. <laughs> That's how freaking similar they look. It's unbelievable. But yeah, like this is just a stacked cast. Yeah. Like everybody's good. You also got Henry Cizerny in it, Vanessa Vanessa Redgrave, Kristen Scott Thomas. Like these are all named people who, whether you know the name or not, you'll recognize the face and they've all been in big things. Mm-hmm. Stacked cast. And De Palma did a great job directing them. Let's get into the actual movie now. We start with the mission. They are going to get the MacGuffin. We're just going to call it a MacGuffin because what they actually have to get means nothing. Yeah. But they have to get the MacGuffin. And this is where, well, I guess not. The first thing we get is a guy admitting to working with like Russians and doing some bad stuff. And we get the reveal that the guy he's talking to was Tom Cruise in a mask. The (laughs) first mask pull of the Mission Impossible franchise. Yep. And it's great because he looks awesome. But then when you like, you rewatch it after knowing it's Tom Cruise, you're like, oh... I can totally see it. But then he's got a cool mask. I love the fact that pretty much every time he wears a mask, you can tell it's someone wearing a mask. You shut your mouth right now. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> I, could, I could pretty much tell every yeah, time he yeah. was wearing a mask. But it's great. It always looks good. It yeah. always looks good. So we get that. And then we get the fateful mission where they have to go steal the MacGuffin. And his whole team dies. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know who I forgot to mention? Emilio Estevez is in this. Charlie Sheen's brother, the dude from Mighty Ducks, Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Yeah, he's in this. He plays Jack, who's like a computer guy. I love Jack. Do you like how Jack dies? We don't talk about that, but yeah, how how dare they? How dare they? It's in all caps on my notes. How did they just kill Jack that way? Yeah. He's sitting on top of an elevator, doing his little hacking stuff, getting them to the right floors, and he has control of the elevator, or does he? Until he doesn't. Yep. And he's literally sitting on an elevator and it goes all the way to the top floor. And the little the little spikes, I guess, or beams or whatever they are that are to help stop the elevator when it gets to the top just punctures right through his face. Yeah. Luckily, they don't show it, though. As yeah. violent as it is, like... I, I, It could be worse, but they do show some stuff. In my head, I'm like, oh my God, it goes like through his face and it's just splurting blood. And I'm like, then I watch the movie and no, that... I mean, it goes through his face, but it doesn't spoil blood. But they also don't really show it all that much either. So, it's a quick cutaway. Yeah, cause... in my head, I'm like, it's graphic. It's like Quentin Tarantino graphic, but not really. I mean, to be fair, it had my mouth agape for a good minute. Yeah, that is, that's true. It was pretty good, though. So he dies, and then his whole team starts dying. A car gets blown up. John Voight's character gets shot and falls off a bridge. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And... Uh, the one... The one chick that Ethan Hunt has been seen canoodling with gets stabbed. Gets stabbed, yep. Yeah. And we're not sure what's happening. And Ethan Hunt is losing his mind because he can't figure out what is going on. Well, how did everything go south so fast? Mm-hmm. And then he gets called in by the lead of the MI6 organization that they work for to be like, there was a mole in your team and you're it since you're the only one still alive. Yeah. And Hunt's like, but I didn't do it. 
And they're like, but you did. And he's like, but I didn't. But you did. It's like <laughs> the longest scene ever. Even though it's only like a minute and a half long, they're back and forth of like, you did it. I didn't. You did it. It's so long. It feels so long. It feels so long. And yet they do it well enough so that it feels tense. Yeah. You get that sense of just like, oh my God, his entire world is now coming against him and he's at the end of his rope, basically. Yeah. No, What's I he going to do from here? I get it. I get it. Just trim it up a little bit. <laughs> so he gets away by blowing up a fish tank, which mm-hmm. is really cool. And like the water coming. That's a hell of a shot. Oh, yeah. Using some of his spy technology, you the know, gum. the gum. The red gum, green gum. Put them together and you get boom. Just don't chew it. Yeah, just don't chew it. Thanks, Jack. Good <laughs> advice. Don't chew the bomb. <laughs> Go figure. So he gets away and this is when he's like, I need to figure out what's happening. Mm-hmm. Except he doesn't have to do it alone. Because the woman who he thought was in the car mm-hmm. wasn't in the car. Yeah. And she shows back up. Yep. And he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, I'm here to help. Jack was my husband. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How did, you, how did you feel about that? You got like 70-year-old John Voight married to like a 20-year-old girl in this movie. Yeah. Also, I, I thought she said Jack was her husband. And isn't Jack the guy who gets I thought she stabbed said, in the face? I thought she said Jim was her husband maybe too many j, j names. D- stupid j names and they both die yeah ah, one of them i always thought it was jim i could be wrong though maybe you're right i thought it was jack but i could also be wrong hmm because then they act like they've been married yeah well maybe because at the end of the thing he talks about how she seduced ethan uh-huh. and he's like i know how good it is because i've tasted it so maybe that means they weren't married maybe that just means he's tasted it once or twice could be when they were figuring everything out. I don't know. It's super weird, but she's back. Yeah. And this is when they have to go put the team together because they have to steal what's known as the knock list. Mm-hmm. And the knock list is a list of all agencies, agents, their secret identities, their real identities, all that good stuff. And they have to give it to Max, who nobody's ever met, who they only speak to online. And they're trying to set up this like sting to catch Max. Because that's what they were trying to protect in their dummy mission in which everyone died. Yeah. So they're like, well, if we get the real thing, then we can get the information of who actually was the mole. Yeah. So. And who wants it. Yeah. We'll just, it's a whole big sting operation. They're going to take everybody down. But Hunt is like, well, we're not going to wait for MI6 to get it. I'm going to get it first. So they set up this whole plan to get the knock list, which is held in a very, very, very secure facility in langley with one dude that has access to it yeah only one dude one dude who has to go through voice fingerprint and dual card so like there's someone in the antechamber who has to just sit there whenever he's ready to go in who has a separate card it yeah it's a lot imagine having that job and then the room that he sits in is like soundproof and temperature controlled where if it even changes one degree temperature in there, the alarm will sound. If a noise is whispered while the alarm is activated, then it will go At off. At a certain decibel level. Yes. It's insane, not this to protection mention, of this list. If he's not in the room, then the floor, if even a drop of liquid gets on there. Pressure plates. It all goes off. Like What? Th- this is when I wrote lives up to its name. This yep. is the impossible mission and Mission Impossible. Like, how? There's also a laser grid at the vent up yeah. top. So, what? Yeah. <laughs> but how are they going to get this, Emily? How are they going to do it? 
oh, you know, have special spy gadgets that completely make everything that they have not mean anything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, they're also going to do it because they're going to get a team. They're going to get the best team. Mm-hmm. So Jean Reno is Krieger is like the thief. He's the guy who gets into places and does things. I also believe he's the forger. He's the forger and he's the muscle. Yeah. He's, he play, he, he wears a lot of hats. Yeah. And then they get being Rames Luther, who, I okay, I love this casting. Mm-hmm. I, because in the, earlier in the movie, the computer guy is played by Emilio Estevez. He wears glasses, a backwards hat. He looks like a freaking nerd. Yeah. He looks like a computer guy. Yeah. And then you get this big 290 pound muscle man, black mm-hmm. guy. Ving Rhames, deep uh, voice. Yeah. Uh, first of all, love his voice. Uh, but you get him, and he is the new computer guy. What a subversion for casting, and it's freaking brilliant. Hey, anyone can be good at computers. I understand. Just don't, don't have to just be a geeky white dude. Why are you from New York all of a sudden? Know. I don't know. What was that? It's, such a, <laughs> it's so weird. Everybody's but, like, who? who's the new person? Okay. And this got way off track. Let's get back to the movie here. All right, anyway, so Ving Rhames plays the computer guy. I love this casting. It's brilliant because it's just like, that's. why isn't he the muscle? Yeah. <laughs> he is muscle. Just let him do it. I absolutely love that they portray him as like the good guy, even though every single one of these people are disemboweled. They have been... Disavowed. Yeah. Not disavowed. Disavowed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds the same to me. Mm-hmm. So they've all done something wrong, quote unquote, to not be backed by their government anymore. And it's like, I kind of wonder what you did because you seem like such a good guy. Right? Like, I kind of want to know... All, like, I need a Krieger and a Luther backstory. Yeah. Like, I need more of why they aren't included in things and we might get it in later movies i don't remember all of the movies like word for word mm-hmm. so i'm not 100 so sure i can on understand that. why krieger isn't dis- is dis- yeah he likes to about. kill people and likes to just work outside the law to get stiff stuff done and he yeah. doesn't matter doesn't matter to him who gets hurt yeah so i get it but they have to go steal all the stuff with that team and they dress up as firefighters to break in mm-hmm. well luther is in a van clicking away on his little click 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 keyboard and he changes all the alarms and he does all this. And this is where we get that amazing scene of him dropping in to yeah. get this list. Tell me about this scene. Because this scene is, is magnificent in every aspect. Oh, it is so tense. And the fact that they don't have any score or anything under it is wonderful. Because we talked about the whole decibel thing. You have to know just how quiet it is to understand and appreciate like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Oh, it it's... It is that tense. Right, like, you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. You know they get out, and yet you're still, like, on the edge of your seat, gripping the arm rests on your chair, and you're like, mm-hmm. what are they going to do? Are they going to make it? Yeah, of course they're going to make it. It's a movie. At the same time, I absolutely love just how acrobatic Tom Cruise can be. Oh, it's so good. He's when he falls, and he's, like, flipping around, and he, like daintily puts his foot on the desk like oh yeah like a uh, ballerina yep yeah it's so beautiful so good that's Cruz and del palma working so well together to choreograph this beautiful scene where it's like okay a heist we've seen heist movies usually it's like we got to trick people and we got to go in and we got to get out fast and we got to do all this and to slow this one down and use these minimal moments to create the tension rather than like the guards are coming. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry Explosions. up. Yeah. It was like, no, no, no. We're taking it to the most simple thing. You have to be quiet. And I remember the first time I watched this movie and that scene came on 
I didn't know it yet. You know, it was only a couple years out from this movie the first time I saw it. So I wasn't aware. The internet, I wasn't on the internet a lot. It wasn't big. It wasn't anything. I had heard about the scene, but I didn't like see clips of it or anything. And I remember watching it and I was like holding my breath during the whole scene, trying not to make a noise. Mm -hmm. Like if I made a noise, it was going to set off the alarm in the movie. Like that's (laughs) how into it I was, where I was just like, (gasps) don't speak, don't do anything. They're going to get caught. And then like, you know, relaxing when they finally got out because yeah. it's just, it's that good. Yeah. Like I haven't seen another heist moment. Now I've seen a few good heist moments. I don't think I've ever seen a heist moment this incredible. Yeah. Since this, this movie. This tense, this almost dire. Mm-hmm. Like Ocean's Eleven is fun. We got like Army of the Dead is okay. Army yeah. of Thieves, the follow up to that was just fine. Mm-hmm. Like their heist stuff is uh, Ant Man. Ant Man's heist is is just okay. Yeah. Even some of the other Mission Impossible heists are are, are just okay. This one though, it, whole nother level. Mm-hmm. So they they succeed. We get this part where like the water's gonna drip off of him, and he catches it in his hand, and the guy's coming back in, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god!" And then Krieger fricks it all up, man. Drops his knife as he's pulling Tom Cruise back up into the vent. His knife slips. Why do you have your knife out in the first place? Because of the rat. The rat that was Just trying to get to Just leave the rat him. alone. I know. It's the fine. rat wasn't even coming near you, dude. Chill out. Yeah. Maybe if he had like a rat phobia, it would make more sense. But I don't think we ever established that. No. It was just a rat. It's just a rat. Deal with but it. But they assume everyone's afraid of rats. Yeah. I'm not. Rats, rats are, are adorable. But he drops his knife. And right as the guy walks back in and turns off the alarm, it slams into the desk. And sticks straight up. And I'm like... That's magical. <laughs> that is fantastic. That looks purposeful. Yes. Like you sent a message. Yeah. But the guy sees it and that's how they know the knock list has been stolen. So they have the list. Now they need to set up the meet because Cruz needs to meet Job and Max, the guys that they're trying to get this knock list to. Because he wants to know. He still needs to figure out who the mole was. Yeah. But he's met Max already. Now he needs to meet Job, the guy behind Max, mm-hmm. who was originally going to steal the list and sell it and do all that stuff. Yeah. So he's going to get a whole bunch of money from Max. $150 million, I think. Why not? No, $10 million. $10 million. Yeah. And he was promised that Job would be there. Yes. Job. Yeah. That's what I said. I thought you said Joe. Nope. I was like, there's nobody named Joe in this movie. Job. 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 Jobo. Um, it reminds me of I Love You, Man. off topic yeah it's off topic but when he's trying to come up with nicknames for when paul rudd's trying to come up with uh nicknames Uh for uh what is his name tall guy's name i don't know and i remember the guy who plays marshall on how i met your mother yeah when he's trying to come up with the names and he calls him jobin (laughs) yeah and it sticks see you later jobin oh that's a bad that's a bad name so just whenever i say job that's what i think of weird off topic it's fine that's a great movie he should definitely go check that movie out Mm mm-hmm so they get the list, they set up a meeting, it all goes south, now they have to figure out how to basically do it again, and the reason it goes south is Krieger turns on them, and is like, ha ha ha, I'm a bad guy, and I've been trying to get the knock list for myself, screw you guys. You're like, what the hell, Krieger? Like, you could have had a couple million dollars, what are you doing? Yeah, the, what you- the money is there, you're gonna get the money. Right, so I never understood this. Mm-hmm. If you successfully, and this is in every movie... If you successfully do a heist where you're going to get paid millions of dollars, yeah, you're on a team of five people. So that 10 million only becomes 2 million each. Take the 2 million. 
Why not cut two people out of it, though? Because when does that ever work? Never. Exactly. <laughs> it's like this dude's movie, never seen least. a movie before. Yeah, but I mean, movies have to exist in their world, right? Sure. Maybe they always work in a movie in that world. Ooh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be our world. There's always that one asshole who's like, I'm going to take it all for myself. And it never works out for him. They're greedy. Never works. Yeah, but if you take the $2 million now and you guys worked well as a team, just go do more stuff and then get more money. <laughs> you can't be a one-man show and get uh, millions of dollars. He already had alliances with... He did. People who we thought were deceased. Yeah. So they have to go meet Max on a train to give her the knock list to discover who Job is. Yes. Right before this happens... What does Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt figure out? That Jim is still alive. Jim is still alive. He figures out that he's, he's, he faked it all. He yeah. put it all together that Phelps, played by John Voight, is the bad guy. Yeah, I still have no idea how he figured it out from the Bible mm. coming from... In the beginning of the movie, when they're discussing the, the first mission that they have to go do, he talks about jim talks about how he was put up at the grand hotel or whatever the name of the hotel was the grand do something hotel in chicago mm -hmm. and he talks specifically about how that's the hotel he had to stay at and then the bible that he has that he's getting all the information out that was in their room is from that hotel the only person that's ever been there jim so he puts two and two together that way if this bible exists who had access to this bible to set up the job personality to mm. get the to get the quotes and the lines right from the Bible that he's using to communicate with Max, who had that Bible? Jo Job. Who's Job? Jim. I mean, were they specific to that Bible? Because otherwise, no, no, no. there's tons of Bibles I, out there. Understandable. But that Bible's in that room. Somebody on his team was the mole. Jack didn't have a Bible. Claire didn't have a Bible. There's only one person who had a Bible. Who was that? That Grand Drake? That was it. The Drake Hotel. Mm-hmm. There's only one person that had a Bible, and it was the guy who stayed at the Drake, who was Jim. That's why he figures it out. Mm. No, I'm telling you, none of those people memorized the Bible to be able to be pulling these these quotes out of there all willy-nilly like that. So it had to be somebody who had access, and it was his Bible. That's how he figured it out. Okay. God, how did you... Seem, seems like a jump in logic, but okay. Is it, though? Yeah. You know somebody on the team is a mole. Sure. Who's the only one with a Bible? That room. <laughs> no. <laughs> no okay i'm fairly certain there's more than one holy bible there we're gonna go we're gonna go watch it again okay wrong so he that's how he figures it out so what does he do he goes to the train dressed as jim jim with his little cool mask and everything yeah i want to know who he goes through to get those masks because they are well done yeah and he is disavowed right now disavowed stop putting an n in there i'm fairly certain it's disavowed pretty sure it's disavowed i, I don't, don't know. know we're gonna argue about this until we figure it out later <laughs> and it's probably gonna be after this podcast and no one listening is ever gonna get the answer to which it is be a random disclaimer in the, the <laughs> details of this check episode. the description i'm probably not gonna put it there <laughs> no because <laughs> <laughs> i will forget anyway um so he's dressed like that because he catches this is where he catches claire who's mm -hmm. been seducing him this entire time been like Hey, let's do this together. Hey, we can do this. We're a team and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Did, what, am I alone here and thinking all of those scenes were just awkward? Hmm. Super awkward. Between uh, the two of them? Yeah. Of I, them like she's trying to be romantic towards him. Okay. So here's my one complaint with Tom Cruise. Mm -hmm. He's not a great romantic lead. Mm -hmm. He's awkward. 
Yeah. And that makes women around him awkward. And every movie <laughs> I've ever seen where he needs to like, think about all the Top Gun stuff. Yeah, and that works even, well. No, even in the original Top Gun, he was awkward. But then in like Top Gun Maverick, he's super awkward. And somehow it always works out for him anyway. So I've kind of just had to get past that in my head. Tom mm-hmm. Cruise, not a great leading romance man. <laughs> and so, yes, it's all awkward. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was on purpose because, you know, she is the villain, but... Nope. Just yeah. awkward. Okay. Just awkward. She was great. She was She was playing good. off his awkwardness. So they've been flirting this whole time. She seduced him. So they're going to run away together with their part of the money after they figure out who the mole is. Mm-hmm. But once he figures out it's Jim somehow he puts two and two together that Claire's also a part of it. Well, he has kind of had these doubts since the beginning. I mean, it was the whole idea of if you're alive, you're the mole. Yeah. Well, I I know I'm not the mole. I saw you blow up in a car. How were you not in that car? Yep. Oh, it's because she paid somebody who looked like her to go get in the car instead. God, that's evil. Evil. Hey, random person, can you go get my car for me? (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Blow up. Yeah. So he figures it out. So he gets dressed up as Jim Phelps, waits for her in the back of the train so that, you know, she can com- she can confess to being part of it. Mm-hmm. She realizes it, that it's Hunt under the mask. And so does Jim, who just happens to be standing in the back of the train somewhere. In the shadows. In the shadows. Okay, this part pisses me off so much. You sit there the entire time Cruz is dressed as you. Hunt is dressed as you. Yeah. Setting a trap for Claire. And you're just, what, hanging out? Yeah. You're like, are you turned on by this? Like, you want to see it played out? Like, I don't understand what the point is. Why didn't you just come out earlier? I was going to say, he has a weird fascination with causing the most damage. Like, it's the big villain downfall of you have to see the, the hero suffer. And that's what gives them time to do whatever it is they're going to do. But he doesn't even do anything. I know. It's just saying, like... Oh, I, I'm going to cause the most damage by making you realize that the person that's been hitting on you is actually working for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate it. I hate when he gets revealed in, from the shadow. But he comes <laughs> out and he's like, I'm the bad guy. And him and Claire are going to run off together. But Claire's like, we don't have to kill anybody. We don't have to do this, blah, blah, blah. And he gets he's angry. He's our guy. Yeah. And he gets angry and he shoots Claire. Yeah. He shoots her. Sorry. Time out. Pause. You have Ethan freaking hunt in front of you who's been trying to take you down this entire time and you shoot the person on your side if you're gonna shoot her at least shoot ethan first yeah or immediately shoot him then like well he shoots he, her and he then at the same time he, he he's gets like attacked oh well maybe she's right he'll be my fall guy no no <laughs> there's never that moment he's like bam shoots her and ethan jumps on him and starts attacking him to take the gun from him and somehow he gets away i thought he like immediately went up onto the top of the train after shooting her no he knocks uh hunt out oh he knocks him out while they're while they're skirmishing Mm. but at the same time hunt has used his little eyeglasses that have a camera in them to be like haha i'm Mm. not the only one who knows you're alive still yeah and who's on the other line the leader of the mi6 yep so it's like oh he knows he's screwed but he's gonna try to get away anyway they go up to the top of the train which is a uh, kind of like a bullet train it's the train between uh, England and France that goes under a tunnel. So yeah. it's moving super yeah, fast. Yeah, it goes at like 200 miles an hour or whatever. And is about to go under a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Hunt climbs up after him to the top of the train. Now, Phelps has, like, magnets and stuff. It makes perfect sense why he can be up there. How the hell is Hunt on top of this train? It's actually one of my nits of they have finger strength of gods. Yeah. Well, no, no. Uh, Hunt does. Yeah. Not Phelps. Phelps well, has those magnet hands. I'm fairly certain he has to use his fingers at some point because he loses the, the Well, he's magnets. harnessed in at that point. Ah. Okay. Hunt yeah, has the finger always, strength yes. of gods. I know. It annoys the hell out of me. It's so cool. It looks so cool. Them oh, fighting yeah. on top of that. I hit my microphone. So if you hear a little ding, that's what that was. Um, but he is on the train and it's really cool looking. He attacks him. He lets go of the train at some point and like flies towards him, mm-hmm. which looks so cool. And I'm like, God, I kind of want to try that. Right? Like, didn't that, like, don't you want to try it? A little bit. But at the same time, I know I don't have the finger strength of gods. So. <laughs> I just want to get hit with that kind of wind and get thrown back Wee. like that. That would be so much fun. <laughs> so they've had this skirmish. And who shows up? Krieger in a helicopter to get Phelps out of there because they were working together. Go figure. Yeah. Who didn't see that coming? (laughs) (laughs) All the while, we have the only real true good guy of this movie, of Luther, uh, kind of jamming the signal for the bad person. Because they gave Max the knock list. Yeah. But Ethan Hunt was like, hey, don't let her actually use this. I trust you. I trust you. Do not let this get out. And so he's been jamming it. He's like doing all the things that he has to do to make sure that list does not go anywhere. Yeah. I know, he's he's the only good person in this. Well, I guess Ethan's good. Yeah. Outside of our main protagonist, Luther is the only other good person. Yes. Which is why he makes so many more appearances throughout the rest of the Mission Impossible franchise. Mm-hmm. Because we love him. Yes. They have this fight, then they go in a tunnel, and Krieger has to fly the helicopter into the tunnel because Hunt has the little harness that was supposed to be for Phelps to get away. Mm-hmm. Cruz has hooked that to the train. Yeah. First of all, why does the train just have a random freaking hook on the top of it that you can hook things to? Oh, you know. Convenience? Yeah. For right. whenever you need to hook planes to them. Yeah. So he's hooked. So he can't like go up. So he has to fly into the tunnel with the train. Mm-hmm. And the conductor's like, must go faster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's going to ram us. Go faster. Yeah. And he's freaking out. And it's great. And then they jump to the helicopter. Yeah. And what I love about this fight, though, is... They let the sound of the train and the helicopter overpower everything. There's no talking. Mm-hmm. There's no dialogue in this fight. No, it's just the fight. Which makes so much more sense. If they had random dialogue here, we'd all just be angry about it. Yeah. Be like, you couldn't hear anything on top of that train right. in this tunnel with a helicopter behind <laughs> you? Come on. But we do get one line of dialogue. And it's just Ethan Hunt screaming, red light, green light, sticks the bubble gum to the helicopter and jumps from the helicopter, just jumps. And the helicopter blows up, killing everybody, Oof. and shoving Tom Cruise back to the train, who, finger strength the gods, yep. catches the train and survives and wins. Yeah. Now you said, ooh, why'd you say ooh? Because the deaths in this movie are just brutal. Because <laughs> Jim was still under the plane when it blew up. Helicopter? So, yeah, I keep saying plane. <laughs> yes, the helicopter. Do. Some flying mechanism okay (laughs) he was still under it so he gets smushed Smushed. and it is you see it not like gory bloody but like you know it's happening he hits the train tracks and then the helicopter immediately hits him yeah yeah but it it cuts away really fast it does it's tasteful but it's still brutal because you know 
really, what like, has happened. This is my favorite thing about movies like this. It's one of the things I love about like horror movies. I don't like the gore horror where it's like, how much blood can we spill? Mm-hmm. I like the ones where it's like, my imagination is worse than what I'll ever be able to see on screen. Yeah. And what I'm picturing happened to Phelps in my head is like, ooh, I didn't need to see that. Yeah. And it's great. It's great. Yeah. So that's it. He won. Because at the same time that he's taking down the helicopter, Max, who's trying to upload the knock list and being blocked by Luther, is arrested by MI6. Yeah. And nothing went through because they got in a tunnel. And nothing can go through a tunnel. And nothing can go through a tunnel. I mean, it's 1996. Nothing could go through a tunnel I mean, in 96. I mean, nothing goes through a tunnel now. Yeah, exactly. I've been in that tunnel. Nothing goes through it's that like tunnel. literally... 30 years later and we still it's almost 30 years later and we still can't do stuff in tunnels it's crazy i know i took the subway to school all the time when i was going to college and good luck (laughs) good luck i had to download every music thing that i wanted to listen to because good luck yeah but that's it that's the end of the movie uh ethan hunt has been accepted back in but he has passed he doesn't want to be part of it anymore. But Luther. guess who's back in? Luther. Woo! Party, party, Luther, yeah. Luther. Yeah. So excited for him. He's back. And it's just like, it's such a warm feeling because you know he's going to go do good stuff. Yeah. Especially because he shows up in later MI movies. And you're like, yes. And I feel like I have to watch him now just for Luther. Okay. I don't think he's in two. I ah, think he's in it. three, four, five, six, and seven. Okay. I can at least skip one of them. <laughs> you could. Uh, two isn't great anyway, so it doesn't matter. All right. That's it. That's the end. Thoughts? Yeah. Questions and nits? Yeah, sure. Let's, let's go into sure. it. Uh, I have a nit. Yeah. Smoking on a plane. It's one of the first things that we see Jim doing. Yeah, we should have 19- known he was the villain. <laughs> 1996. Everybody smoked on planes. Terrible. Terrible choice. Yeah. Ter- hey, don't have fire in a plane. Yeah, smoking's okay. <laughs> what? Na- 1996. We weren't what? smart back then. And then... I personally am not a fan of the POV shots. There are some, they're really neat. Oh, I love them. But we get a lot of shots from Ethan's perspective as he's going to do a whole bunch of things. And I, they put me on edge and I don't like them at all. Oh, I love them so much. And I get that they're supposed to be super cool. I personally am not a fan. But oh, fine. they also did the wonderful shot of the sideways shot between the elevator at the first place that they were trying to do a mission. Ooh, yeah, where... We see Jack sitting on the elevator Mm -hmm. and then Ethan and them waiting outside the elevator. And then they walk onto the elevator, but it's one shot because they only did like half a set. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And that adds so much tension when you have the villain come through. They do some really cool things with the camera in this movie that you just wouldn't expect for a simple heist movie. I was going to say, you don't need them, but they are wonderful that they are there. Love it. I only had two questions and we kind of have already covered them, so we can move on. They were about Jim at the end. Is this the most recognizable theme? No. No. Uh, If you listen to our episode about the movie music draft that we did with our buddies from the It's Movie Night podcast, no, the most recognizable theme is Rocky's. Or Jaws? Mm, I think Rocky beats Jaws. I don't know, but... I, every time it, it plays like three or four times in this movie. And every single time I was like, yes. Oh, dude. Let, it's Let's go. Like you, we probably just named the top three. Yeah. Add, add Jurassic Park in there somewhere. Yeah. That's like the four most recognizable movie themes. Uh, and Darth Vader, Imperial March. Mm. Those are the top five most recognizable movie themes in history, most likely. Yeah. So it's in there. I don't know what number it's at, but it's definitely in the top five. Is this just a retread character for Cruz, Hunt, and uh, Maverick? No, not even close. They seem very similar of the whole, I'm a good guy, but I'm going to do whatever I want to to get things done. And he Maverick seems doesn't. also very cavalier. But Maverick doesn't do whatever he wants to get things done. He still plays by the rules, where Hunt is completely outside the rules. 
I think that would be like saying is, I don't know, uh, Dr. Doolittle the same as Iron Man, just because they're played by the same actor. Mm. Like, I think you're just seeing Tom Cruise and, oh, he's doing action stuff. Therefore, it's the same character. I don't know. He acts kind of similar. Go back and watch it. Come on. Really? At least at the beginning. Mm. When they're all joking. I don't think so. Let us know. Let us know in the comments what you think. Is Ethan Hunt and... Maverick. What is Maverick's name? Why am I drawing a blank on this? <laughs> I was going to be like, is, is, is his name Ethan Hunt? <laughs> is Maverick's name Ethan Hunt? That would be crazy. Well, we did find out that Ethan Hunt's codename is Maverick. Pete. Pete Mitchell. Ah. Pete Maverick Mitchell. That's his name. No, his name wasn't Maverick. Somebody else's was. It was Hunt's. Pff, liar. I don't know. We made a whole fact about it. You should go check it out over yeah. on like our TikTok or YouTube or something. And realize that Ethan Hunt is Maverick. Lies. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, why, you got more questions? Yeah. Why can they choose to accept? Why is this a choice-based thing? Don't you just get a mission? Um. No. No. I mean, I can completely understand why they can choose. What if it's like a mission that they're just not comfortable with or they feel like they're not the right person for? They can probably deny it and give it to somebody else. Just because your boss thinks you're the best person for the job doesn't make it necessarily true. All right. And then why do all the secret agents wear suits all the time? Because it's sexy. Yeah, but totally gives away the fact that you're a secret agent. But it's sexy. <laughs> no, I mean, like, like stockbrokers wear suits all the time. Lawyers wear suits all the time. Just because you wear a suit doesn't mean you're a special agent. <laughs> like, are you serious? So every single basketball player, when they show up to the, to the arena before a game and they're in a suit, they're a special agent? Yep. Okay. Every single one. Every single. I will never wear a suit again so that I will not falsely impersonate a special agent. Uh, Every single dude who's ever gotten married has been a special agent. Yep. All right. Yep. It's He's fine. Special agent for the dude team. Not wearing a suit anymore, ever. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you got more questions? Uh, what is one piece of memorabilia you'd like from this movie? The gum. Mm. I want the red light, green light gum. Nice. But I want it to actually work. Oh, well, then you only get it once. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> just knowing that it'll work. Just knowing it'll work is enough. <laughs> what about you? I want the floppy disk. <laughs> the knock floppy disk. You can just buy a floppy disk. It's not the knock one. The knock one, you can kind of see through it. It looks so cool. All right, let's go through rewards. I th did you go through your nits yet? Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Damn, where was I? Not paying attention, apparently. Apparently not. Damn. All right. Uh, I had one major nit, mm -hmm. and it's Claire liking Ethan. It just makes zero sense. I don't think she actually does. No, she does by the end. She has a little something for him, and it makes zero sense. Eh, yeah. I just don't like it. Uh, hot takes, actually. Oh, I forgot to even write one. Oh, my hot take is this is the second best Mission Impossible movie. Oh, okay. What's the best? Ghost Protocol, number four. Best Mission Impossible movie. Okay. I think except that is Jer one I've seen. Except for Jeremy Renner. I don't, I don't like him in that movie. Eh. That's fair. I don't like that they were trying to set him up to be like the new person. Mm. And it was like, didn't we already try that with the Jason Bourne franchise? <laughs> we we did Bourne, what was Bourne Legacy yeah. with, with Renner and it flopped and nobody <laughs> cared. And then they had to bring Matt Damon back to finish the yeah. series. Yeah. you Stop trying to make Jeremy Renner a thing. I mean, he can totally be his own thing. Stop trying to make him everyone else's thing. Awards? Yes. First up is the psycho shower scene. For the scene that you liked the most in this movie. Yeah. What do you got? Stealing the knock list. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. The Whoever has anything else, wrong. 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 It's just wrong. The ability to have such a tense moment in such quiet 
slow moments of this movie is just incredible. It's shot wonderfully. And it's just, oh, it's I mean, it's there. The, it's a thing you always hear when people are discussing, like, what makes a movie or when you have to sit through class after class after class <laughs> of learning how to make movies. It's this scene encapsulates everything that a movie should be. The score or lack thereof mm -hmm. is perfect. The acting, incredible. The direction, incredible. The set design, incredible. The sound design, incredible. Everything about this scene, perfect. Yeah. If the whole movie could have been this, it's a five-star movie. Unfortunately, there's there's some stuff that just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So it's not. But this scene is as perfect as the opening of Jaws, where we don't see the shark, and yet it's pulling her down, and we're on edge of our seat anyway. Yeah. It's that perfect. Whatever scene you think is perfect in a movie, this scene is as good, if not better, than whatever you're thinking of. Period. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up is the... Life uh, finds a way. Award for your favorite line in the movie. What do you got? I have, it's actually three lines because it's a little bit of dialogue, but it's... So how's it feel to be a solid citizen again? Man, I don't know. I'm going to miss being disreputable. Well, Luther, if it makes you feel any better, I'm always thinking that way. Yeah, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It is just such a cute moment of, like, my favorite character in this movie of Luther and the whole idea of... He's going down the straight and narrow, but is he really? No, because he shows up in the other Mission Impossible movie, so exactly. we know he doesn't. He's still in the back pocket. He's still willing to do what is necessary. I, I actually really like that moment, too, because it sets up that we didn't need to see them have a lot of interaction throughout the rest of the movie. We just got little beats with them, little mm -hmm. moments. And when you get to this part, it shows the mutual respect, admiration, and friendship that they had built. And we didn't need to see it. This one line, this one little back and forth, explains everything. And then when he shows up in future movies, you know why. Just look at this line. Yeah, they're Done. friends. Yeah. yeah. It went beyond just working together. And it's, it's so good. My Life Finds a Way Award goes to the ending fight on the train when Tom Cruise's character just screams, Red light! slams the gum onto the helicopter because if you're going to do an entire fight sequence without any dialogue except for one line this is perfect this is everything it needs to be it is not a cheesy quippy one-liner mm -hmm. like we get in most action movies where it's like you chop somebody's head off oh don't go losing your head shut up <laughs> that's a stupid line stop writing lines like that yeah this makes sense this is what he was told about the gum back at the beginning of the movie from jack Red light, green light. Put them together, boom. And you realize that Jim might know what's going to happen. Again, no dialogue in this entire fight except for that line. You can't get better than that. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. It is really good. Uh, next up is the Han Shot First Award for what held up the worst since this movie came out. For me, it is the outdated technology. Unfortunately, this is... A problem with a lot of spy movies and stuff like that you really get aged by your technology so we made a joke about the floppy disk that being my memorabilia obviously that stuff doesn't exist anymore so it's really hard for a movie to kind of keep up with technology so it's almost as if they should have just made their own technology not like based it off of anything that actually no, exists. you have to be set in the you have to be set in a world that people understand 
And if you set new technology, you then have to take time out of your movie to explain that technology. That's fair. So you have to just set what people know so that you can get into the story. But I do agree, dating your movie with technology is a struggle. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna forever happen. Movies we watch now in 30 years are gonna be like, wow, this is dated as hell. Yeah. It just happens. Mine is the pacing. I think some of the pacing doesn't work so well. The movie ebbs and flows a little too much. I wish it was more of a steady build. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, last award, as always, is the Paul Rudd Award for what held up the best since this movie came out. I think it's the story. Mm-hmm. I think it's the betrayal of the team at the beginning and then Hunt's adventure on finding who the mole was while trying to get this knock list. There's so many layers to this story that even when you think you have part of it figured out, there's new information added Mm -hmm. and it just builds and builds and builds and layered so beautifully. And then it's all solved. It's all answered by the end. And that's very rare. Usually some thread, story thread got dropped at some point. Not here. I think it all works so well together. Yeah. What do you got? I have the action sequences. They work really well. A lot of them still look amazing. There's little bits here and there that are just like, oh, that doesn't look quite right. (laughs) But most of them work really well. It's what keeps your interest. And I'm talking to action scenes as also including stealing the knock list. Like that is something that is happening. Absolutely. So, and that's something that Cruz does really, really well. He is an action star through and through. All right. uh, Decision time. Final thoughts and decision. Go ahead. I will say that this movie holds up. There's so much going right for this movie that even my tiny little nitpicks can't ruin it. Same. I'm going to 100% agree with you. I think this movie holds up. It's a blast start to finish. They don't, there's nothing bad about it. Mm -hmm. There's no language or other than the technology, nothing feels outdated. Like if they went through and digitally upgraded all of the technology, this movie would play just fine today. Yeah. And I think that's the main encapsulation of why this movie still holds up. Mm -hmm. If you could just update the tech, you could make this movie today and it would work. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, heck, just keep the technology the same and just say, hey, it's a weird world. You can't break into a floppy disk. You can't hack into a floppy disk from a distance away, but you can do it with modern technology. So yeah, you could totally make this movie and just say they're using a floppy disk because it's more secure. Yeah, you need a certain old equipment that isn't all all around anymore to get into it. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Yeah, I'm good with that. Anything else you want to wrap up with? No, I really enjoyed this movie and I'm probably going to go watch a few more of the other ones. Yeah, absolutely. We'll probably watch all of them before we go see the new one and then we'll have a review out when we see that one. Yeah. So if you don't follow us over on YouTube, if you don't subscribe to us, you should definitely go subscribe. We do daily fun facts over there, but we also release new movie reviews as well. Mm -hmm. We just reviewed Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. A little fair warning. You may not agree with what we have to say in our review, but go check it out anyway and then comment on there what you think and if you've seen the movie yet let us know you can also find us over on twitter at does it hold up one three you can find us on instagram at does it hold up one three uh tiktok does it hold up underscore between each word we also have a facebook page does it hold up come like follow subscribe do anything pick one follow us on there watch our stuff it's actually a lot of fun good interaction with a lot of people and with the daily fun facts it's some stuff you probably don't know yeah. So learn, learn some good new stuff. In the meantime, comment below what you thought about this episode, what movies you guys want to see going forward. Thanks for listening. Until next week when we are covering... Oh, we have a special guest next week. So stick around for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
And until then, be good, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, don't be a dick, and keep watching movies. Bye.